Welcome to a very special episode of Truth and Charity. This is our Sherathon, so we're doing our Sherathon and Truth and Charity mashup. Thank you for being here, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. It's always fun to do something a little bit different. We find a different room to record in. This is pre-recorded, by the way. If people are are watching live, it is a uh, what is it live from tape? Would you say maybe? Yeah, I guess because I had something going on next week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have to be a little bit flexible with your schedule, but thank you for being a part of our Shareathon and and for sharing in our mission. You're welcome. I hope a lot of people are calling in to support this great apostolate of our diocese. Yeah, and also um, my mom wanted to make sure that I told you that she says hi. Oh, thank you. How is she doing? <laughs> she's doing great. Please yeah. tell her I said hello too, and that I hope she's having a good Lent. Okay, maybe she's listening right now. Hopefully, Mom, yeah. go ahead and call in, and you can support Redeemer Radio. <laughs> we are pre-recording this, but we do have volunteers standing by at the studio taking your calls for donations or pledges, so that you can help uh, continue the mission that we have to amplify the voice of the Creator by fostering content that invites. If you are listening on the radio or streaming it. We also do have video available at Redeemer Radio's Facebook and YouTube if you'd like to to watch or you want to share that with other friends. It's an easy way to share on Facebook and YouTube. So your donations have helped keep Truth and Charity on the air almost five years. Is it that yeah. long already? Wow. Do you feel like we're running out of topics? Oh, no. It's so many things we can talk about. I get a lot of ideas of things we can talk about that we haven't talked about. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard for me to remember like, what have we talked right, about? You right. know, like, did we talk about this? You know? And I feel like if we're wondering long enough, like, did we talk about it? It's probably okay to talk about it again. If, if we can't Correct. remember if we covered it or not. Well, your memory would be better than mine. Well, sometimes I'm like, well, I f-, like the other day you mentioned the parable of the sower and the seed. I'm yes. Like, How have we not talked about that yet? I don't think we have. Oh, it's such a great parable. Yeah, that was at the right of election. And I went pretty deeply into it, each of the four types of, of soil. And I think people appreciated it. Well, good. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. We'll do that on a future episode. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So I hope a lot of people will call in and donate. And I just want to say to the listeners, if you call in and donate this hour, it doesn't have to be because of me. You can call in and say, this is in gratitude to Kyle Hyman for his great work. (laughs) As a matter of fact, then maybe your mom would call in, you know? So, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> you get one caller from me, my mom. <laughs> no. And everybody else call me. no, she she loves your show. She loves that you're able to do this for us. And even like Miriam, who's the producer for the show, she was just saying the other day at a staff meeting, we're kind of going around sharing like how being a part of this mission has helped us. And she said, it's like getting a theology class, just listening to the show. And yeah. so it's been a great opportunity for all of us to to learn and grow from you. Oh, thanks. You know, it was really edifying to me, and I think this is good for the listeners to hear. You know, I had the right of election, uh, which is for people who are preparing to receive the sacraments at Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, the catechumens who become the elect, they were never baptized, and then the candidates who were baptized, but now they're coming into the Catholic Church. It's just wonderful to meet these people. And I just want to say that I had the ceremony both in South Bend and in Fort Wayne. But when I was in South Bend and I'd love greeting the people afterwards, I wish I had more time to find out a little bit more about their faith journey. Yeah. But one woman who's coming into the church said, again, it was Redeemer Radio and mm-hmm. listening. And she learned so much of the faith and she really likes this show, Truth and Charity. That was really kind of like a, you know, spurred her to go to RCIA. So you never know that. Like I would never have known that. Yeah. And it just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Well, I would love to have a conversation with that person if... if yeah, I didn't get her name. If, if it's a woman. Feel yeah. free to call in Redeemer Radio. We'd love to hear your story and what it was that prompted the Holy Spirit to have you join the church. Yeah, she's probably listening because she's a faithful listener yeah. to this show. Well, good. You can call or text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. Again, we have people listening or stand by the phone ready to answer your call. 260-436-9598, or you can donate at RedeemerRadio.com if you click Give Now. There's uh, all kinds of different options of what parish you want to support. You want to support the Bishop's Hour or your local parish, that's fine too. You can also, there's the links there too for Facebook and YouTube if you want to listen to any of the hours that have already happened, and you can check out those live stream videos there at RedeemerRadio.com. 
click give now. You can do a one-time donation or a pledge that can be fulfilled later if you'd like. And a couple incentives that we have, we, we've been doing a t-shirt lately and, and our t-shirt this year is for anybody that donates $150 over the course of a year, whether it be a one-time or a monthly donation. And that basically covers an hour of programming whenever you consider all of our costs. And the t-shirt says, share the good. And maybe we could talk a little bit about that as well. It's a light blue, super soft, comfortable. So if you donate $150, get the t-shirt that says, share the good. And if you donate $500, you can sponsor a future episode of Truth and Charity and we'll be sure to give you a shout out on the show. So again, 260-436-9598 or RedeemerRadio.com. And also, if people are listening after the fact on the podcast, you can still go to RedeemerRadio.com and donate there. But one of the things that we did recently, and this is one of the great things about this show, is answering listener-submitted questions. So it's something that we've We've done throughout the years and we, we used to get a lot and, and sometimes we don't get as many and we just have different topics that we talk about. Rekindle the Fire was recently the men's conference and we've been doing a, a live Q&A at that where people submit their questions and Bishop, you answer them. A whole bunch of them that we weren't able to get to during that short amount of time that maybe we can get to some of those today. Some of them I think might be so deep that might require a full episode. So we'll save some of those, but Thought maybe you could answer some of these today if you're up for it. Now, are listeners able to listen to the Q&A that we had at uh, Rekindle? Yes, that is posted if you go to spokestreet.com slash askbishop or you subscribe to Truth and Charity in any podcasting app. That whole Q&A live from Rekindle the Fire is available for everybody to listen to. And I encourage you to do so. I, it was a lot of really good questions, some fun questions. I'm trying to think some, you talked about Latin mass, you talked about the uh, Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, and um, what we can like. You talked about seminarians and and how that's changed over the years. A lot of what you miss as a as a bishop that you used to enjoy as a parish priest, stuff yeah. like that. So people can definitely check that out. One of the questions that we didn't get time to ask here, which I thought was really interesting, it was from a student at Bishop Lewers. He said, "I attend Bishop Lewers High School as a sophomore." My theology teacher has asked me to represent my class as we dive deeper into the synod that the Pope called. In regards to what the Catholic Church can do to rekindle the fire in our young persons, I need advice on how to answer. How do you think the church can attract young people so they stay involved in the faith? Bring them into the church. You know, I would love to have that sophomore tell me what they think we can do, you know, because that's one of the important things in the synod is listening. Yeah. And I think it's important for church leaders like myself to listen to people about and get their ideas. And especially in, in this situation of this question, you know, young people. But I guess from my own experience with young people, which I've had a lot because uh, a lot of events and encounters with college students, young adults, high school students, when I hear some of the things that they share with me, I notice that, you know, there are questions. And I think, you know, one of the things I focused on is questions about science and faith. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we're able to answer those questions and the compatibility between science and faith, which we've talked about on this show. That's one issue. Another issue would be that the church really be a place where young people's voices are heard, but also where young people feel that they belong. Mm. And one of the things, and this is really important, is that we involve our young adults and our teenagers in the life of our parishes. I think we have a lot of parishes that don't even have high school youth ministry. Right. I mean, one of my priorities when I became bishop was to make sure that we had some kind of Catholic ministry on all of the college campuses in our diocese, but we still have some that, even though I've promoted it, not much is happening. There are other places where it's quite active. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to get young people involved. And I mean involved in the liturgy, for example, mm -hmm. as lectors, ex extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion, as servers, but not only liturgically, but to be involved in the programs and ministries of the parish. 
you know, one of the things, young people have energy, you know? And I think it's great when we have our young people involved, for example, in social ministries, in outreach to the poor, in the St. Vincent de Paul Society, in the Christ Child Society, or in parish ministries of all sorts. Mm -hmm. I think we need to make it a priority. I even think, you know, we should have a young person on every parish pastoral council Hmm. so that the voice of youth is heard as they're planning and discussing the parish's mission. So I would answer that question. I think that's how the church can attract young people so that they stay involved in the faith, is to really have them involved in the life and activities of the parish. There would also be things like theology on tap and various sharing faith-building offerings be had, Mm. Bible study, all of that kind of thing, to think about doing some of that that's geared more to youth. I do see a lot of that, honestly. There are, you know, a lot of parishes who are pretty vibrant in their youth or young adult ministry, Mm. but then there are parishes that have nothing or very little. And I always encourage if they're struggling, you know, maybe to join with a neighboring parish and pool resources. Sure. So thank you for that question. And I think we should also have outreach not only to our Catholic youth, but one thing I'm concerned about, there are also many young people who are unattached from any church or really have no affiliation. What are we doing there? And you know who the best evangelizers of young people are? Other young people. And it's always great when I see our young people inviting the unchurched to mass or to Catholic activities. Mm -hmm. There were, for example, young people who were part of the rite of election, who are preparing for baptism, young adults. Every year from Notre Dame, we have a large group of young people who are becoming Catholic or either being baptized or being received in a full communion in the Catholic Church. So it really is a priority for me. I have two follow-up questions based off of what you said there. One is you mentioned serving at the Mass as an as a altar server. When I grew up, it was something you did in elementary school, and then when you went to high school, you stopped serving. I've seen more and more high school students continuing to serve, in, in our parish at least. Is that something that you encourage Yeah, definitely. And you have to be careful because sometimes you'll have high school students who who really don't, let's say you have a high school student and he's there with three other servers who are all like in fifth grade. Uh I mean, that's kind of awkward. So, (laughs) you know, you feel like I'm too old for this now. It's just like, Uh so I think what you have to do is in the scheduling, do it in such a way that there's, you don't have that situation. But, but I like to see when our high school students are also still serving mass. Okay. The other thing, this whole idea of synod, he brought this up. I wondered if you could kind of talk about that a little bit. Some people have made fun of this idea of a synod on synodality. It's like having a meeting about meetings, which I get the joke of it, but at the same time, if your meetings aren't effective, then maybe you should get together to say, how can we improve our meetings? And yeah, so you have a meeting about a meeting, which seems kind of silly, but can you explain what the synod on synodality is and what is happening in our diocese? Yeah, of course, this is all in preparation for the World Synod of Bishops in Rome. And Pope Francis wants the involvement of the whole church, including the laity, and therefore he wanted this being done on the local level. Mm -hmm. And we had something of this, but not to this extent, on the lead up to the Synod on the Family. But that was more in the like surveys and things like that. Now, this is actual sessions, in-person sessions, although there are some who are meeting via Zoom. But it's an opportunity for people just to share their experience of life within the church and where they can listen to others and their experiences. And really through that prayer together and listening together to kind of be open to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So we have particular questions that are discussion questions. I don't have them with me now, but they get at the whole notion of participation and communion. Co-responsibility in the church is so important. Not everything is 
on the shoulders of the bishop. All of us, you know, priests, sisters, brothers, lay men and women, young and old, all different ethnic groups and races, that we're all part of the body of Christ and, and we all should have a voice. Mm. But we also need to have an ear. Mm. We need to listen. And that's what the Synod is all about. So I think it's going very well in the diocese. We've we've structured it more on the vicariate level, the six vicariates of the diocese, but we don't restrict it to that, but we've been getting hundreds and hundreds of people coming. We also have a lot of groups at our Catholic colleges that are participating. So I was really surprised how many of our Catholic college students and university students are participating in this. And I'm really looking forward to see what their input is. But I'm also interested in hearing the elderly. And this is not like a political thing. The Pope was very clear. We shouldn't think of this as like a parliament or a Congress. No, it's not It's not about that. This is about discernment under the light of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll be responsible for, uh, and my staff, from, to condense all of the input that we've received into 10 pages. And we have to send that to the Episcopal Conference, to the USCCB. And they'll take that and all the dioceses of the United States, their reports, and I guess they will synthesize it and it will be sent to Rome. So it's a very bottoms-up kind of approach. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's kind of exciting to see what's going to come out of this, especially when the bishops meet for the World Synod, to have all this input from, from the whole world. Yeah. All right. We have not made it through very many questions yet, but just a reminder— that if you want to support Redeemer Radio, if you're able to support Redeemer Radio, you can call right now. People are ready to answer your phone call. If you're listening to this in the future, you can feel free to leave a message. But 260-436-9598. You can also text the word GIVE to 260-436-9598. Go to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now. And... If you do $150 or more, you get a t-shirt that says, share the good, and $500 or more supports an episode of Truth and Charity. We'll give you a shout out in the show. Right now, we're going through some questions that came in during Rekindle the Fire that we weren't able to answer. This next one is, if Jesus was Jewish, why aren't Christians, and more importantly, Catholics, Jewish? Interesting question. Yes, Jesus was Jewish. Mary and Joseph were Jewish, and Jesus was the Messiah, the Messiah of Israel, and the Savior of the world. But the the Jewish leaders did not accept him as the Messiah. Very few did. And therefore, Jesus actually came to bring all the prophecies to fulfillment, and he founded the church on the rock of St. Peter's faith. And he set up you know, the apostles as the shepherds, the leaders of the church. So we can speak of a continuity between Israel, Judaism, and Christianity. Obviously, Jesus being the Messiah, he is the savior of the world. He's the founder of the church, which the Jewish people, we can still speak of as the people of God because they are in the covenant of God with Israel was irrevocable, but it's been fulfilled in the new and everlasting or eternal covenant in Christ. So Christ founded the church mm -hmm. and we are Christians. The Jewish religion does not accept or believe that Jesus is the Messiah or the son of God. So there is the difference, but certainly we could speak and should speak about the Jewish roots Right. of Christianity and of the Catholic Church, even our prayers. I mean, mm -hmm. we believe in the Old Testament. We pray the Psalms from the Old Testament. So I think it's important to recognize, and we do even in our liturgy, you know, prayers that are very similar or based on Jewish prayers. And it's important that we have good relationships with the Jewish community, which we do both in I do with both mm -hmm. the Jewish community in Fort Wayne and the Jewish community in South Bend. As you're explaining that, I'm kind of picturing a road that forks off. And, you know, when that happens, usually one of them will continue to be the same name 
as the original road and the other one takes a new name. And when Jesus comes, there's those that followed Christ and they become Christians. They rename that road. And then there's the Jewish that didn't follow Christ and they kind of keep on the same path that they're on. That's still the Jewish faith. Correct. Correct. Our next question, again, these are leftovers from the Rekindle the Fire Men's Conference. What is the best way to send assistance to Ukraine? You mentioned this at the beginning of last week's episode, I believe it was, uh, but felt it worthy to, to mention again. Yeah, of course, I stressed uh, prayers for the Ukrainian people and also our charity. And here we are in Lent. I mean, as Pope Francis has asked us to pray and fast for peace in Ukraine. We've seen so many hundreds of innocent people killed in this very unjust war, this tragic invasion. The humanitarian needs are great. Of course, our principal, as far as the Church United States, our principal overseas aid agency is Catholic Relief Services, which I've spoken about many times on this program. And CRS, interestingly, has had a presence in Ukraine for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So we were already there on the ground, yeah. especially this past decade in Eastern Ukraine, where there's, you know, there was already violence because of Rus the Russian invasion of Crimea. But so really you can get on the CRS website and right as you open it, there's an appeal for aid to Ukraine. There are also some other Catholic organizations that are providing aid as well. And some people are sending donations directly to the Ukrainian Catholic Arch Eparchy in Philadelphia to help the church in Ukraine. So I believe this week we'll be having an article in Today's Catholic with the various Catholic relief organizations that are helping. But I would really give a special plug for CRS because it would be very efficient and quick, yeah. the aid. And also, I have to add, because of the well over a million, I don't know, million and a half refugees that have fled the country already, and probably more by the time this program is aired, you know, they're being cared for in neighboring countries that they've escaped to, like Poland and Hungary and Moldova. So CRS is also helping those refugees who have fled, because they fled really with the clothes on their back and maybe a suitcase. And you can imagine their needs, their needs for food and shelter and yeah, the, the corporal works of mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And almsgiving is yeah. part of Lent. So I just would encourage people to be generous. And it might sound odd to people that we're doing a fundraiser for Redeemer Radio and we're telling you to donate to other organizations. But that's something I'm really proud of that, you know, Redeemer Radio, the diocese, it's not competition right. with, with these other charities. We encourage you to support your parish, to support the diocese, to support these pro-life organizations, these missionary organizations, CRS, you know, there's so many great things that are happening and, and important things that need to happen, people that need assistance, and also evangelical things like Redeemer Radio, where we're trying to spread the faith, but also we're encouraging others to participate in these things, to do the corporal works of mercy. So yeah, crs.org is the website there, and there's information about how to donate to Ukraine right on there. Good. Thanks, Kyle, for bringing that up. And our people have been so generous. You know, and I think people prayerfully discern. You know, I know a lot of people who are very serious about their almsgiving, and they will contribute to a number of causes. They'll contribute to the diocese and the annual bishop's appeal. They are generous donors in their parishes. They contribute to our our Catholic schools. They contribute yeah. to Redeemer Radio and so many different Catholic organizations. And of course, we have national collections as well. Mm -hmm. And also, just so people know, the, the collection on Ash Wednesday every year is for the church in Central and Eastern Europe. And this year, a lot of that money that was given on Ash Wednesday will be going to help Ukraine. Okay, good. All right, our next question is, have you watched The Chosen? And if so, your thoughts? I'm embarrassed to say I only watched one episode, uh -huh. but I loved it. Yeah. And I, was I, it the uh, first episode, Do you know, no, no, it was a middle. So I was at okay. someone's house and okay. it was, um, the woman at the well. Uh huh. And I just thought this is great. I'm going to watch it. But then I couldn't figure out <laughs> how do you get, I didn't want to watch it on my phone. I just, so I couldn't figure out how to get it onto my TV. Uh -huh. So I've never done that. So I need someone good with, 
IT to show me how to do that. I don't get a lot of time to watch we'll, TV. But we'll have to put Josh in charge of that. Josh, you would know how to do that? Oh, good. Okay. Shout Thanks. out to Josh Skipper for helping us out, getting all this set up. And Is it and, complicated? Uh, no. <laughs> but I'm no. pretty illiterate on this kind of stuff. Like, I just mess up the TV when I try to do things. <laughs> so, uh, but really, I don't have a lot of time to watch. But something like that, you know, sometimes at night, even if I'm like working, I'll have the TV on, you know, or that would be a nice thing to watch an hour before going to bed, just yeah. watch an episode, especially now. Have they, do they have episodes on the passion and death of Jesus yet? I, you know what? This is, I, I also feel guilty to say that I haven't watched it. We tried watching it as a family and we started with the first episode and realized it's not really, the first episode is a little kind of graphic for young children. Mm. And we just haven't, I heard there's a lot of episodes that are perfect for kids. But you know, it was interesting. I was talking to my friends at Hallow, uh -huh. you know, a big supporter of the Hallow app. And yeah. those guys, I've been with them from the beginning because they were Notre Dame students. And they got whoever the actor is who plays Jesus. Yeah. He's reading scripture or something yeah. on Hallow. So, what is his name? Do you know the actor's name? I don't. I forget. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. I should know these things. But yeah, I get scolded from people when they find out that I haven't watched it. So, yeah. on, my, on my list. Okay. All right. Next question is, how many new refugees do we have in our diocese and are their needs being met? Well, it's over 100 Afghan refugees, but I think we're also still processing some others from a few other countries, especially Africa, I think Congo. I don't know the exact number. Mm -hmm. I would guess it's probably around 150. I'm happy that we're now doing some resettlement in South Bend because for years, all of our resettlement, or almost all of it, has been in Fort Wayne, and I think the resettlement is good. What has been wonderful is is the amount of donations we're receiving to help these refugee families. I went and visited, and it was wonderful. I mean, we can't commute, you know, the language barriers there, but it's funny how you can communicate just through smiles and signs and things like that. It's a beautiful part of our mission as the church, doing as Jesus commanded us to do. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. And they come, they have so many needs and they're so grateful that they can come here and live in peace and security. And who knows with Ukraine's situation, I'd be certainly open to resettling Ukrainian refugees. I think most, you know, they're in Europe and a lot will probably want to stay in Europe. But I would guess that there will be some who will be applying for resettlement in the United States. I think a lot do want to go back, you know, right. but it's going to depend on on what happens politically. Sure. What are the current needs? I, I think there may be still some needs for for help, but I don't want to say that for sure. We'd have to ask Dan Florin, I think the CEO of, of Catholic Charities, but I'd encourage people if just to check it out. They can give a call to to Catholic Charities and and ask if there's any assistance needed. I, I know people have helped and are helping with teaching English, helping with buying food, buying clothing, all those kinds of things, or even toys for the children. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would just recommend calling Catholic Charities. Okay. All right, well, we need to take a break. I've got a couple more questions here, but uh, for those that would like to support Redeemer Radio, you can call 260 436 9598 or donate online securely at redeemerradio.com you can click give now and you can apply it toward the this hour of truth and charity bishop's hour or towards your parish hour or another ministry that you want to support it's all the options are right there if you click give now at redeemerradio.com you can do a monthly or a one-time donation there's a t-shirt and other incentives for you as well or appreciative gifts coming up we have a few more questions, and I have a Lenten-themed lightning round for you. Oh, okay. So, Sounds like fun. Do. Yeah, yeah. So stick around, make a donation, support Catholic Radio, RedeemerRadio.com. This is the Spring share -thon on Redeemer Radio. God speaks to people's hearts through Redeemer Radio with what they need, when they need it. We hear of young adults who have doubted their faith but are reassured by what they hear. New Catholics who have journeyed to the faith often cite Redeemer Radio as a key influence. Lives will be transformed thanks to your generous donation.
Redeemer Radio's share not only raises funds to help us execute our mission, but it's also a way to hear from local parishes, apostolates, schools, and school children, including this student who shared how she loves to sing to Jesus. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, Lord, how I need you. Yes! Let the Holy Spirit work through your generosity. Give securely online by going to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now or call 260-436-9598. This is Mary Jo Parrish, host of the Building Through Him podcast and founder of Kingdom Builders. On Building Through Him, we hope to affirm every woman in their role as beloved daughters of the King reminding them to recognize, love, and honor their unique beauty and design. Your support helps make that possible. Thank you for listening to and supporting Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor and honor a birthday, anniversary, feast day, or other special occasion with an on-air message. With a $400 donation, your personalized message will air six times on the day of your choosing. For a $700 donation, it will air 12 times. And for $1,000, it will air 18 times. Plus, your donation supports the mission of Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor now. It's easy to become a Redeemer Radio supporter. Volunteers are standing by and lines are open for you. Call or text GIVE to 260-436-9598. Your investment helps listeners on every part of their faith journey. Call or text GIVE to the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598 or donate online at RedeemerRadio.com. This is Redeemer Radio's share Thank you for tuning in to your listener-supported local Catholic radio station. Welcome back to Bishop's Hour of share here on Redeemer Radio. We have been taking some questions that were left over from the Rekindle the Fire Men's Conference, uh, where men wrote down on little three-by-five cards uh, questions. I think we had a stack about this big, and we got through a stack about this big (laughs) at the conference. A lot of repeated questions and things like that, and a lot of things that we've addressed on the show already. But one of the questions was, can purgatory be served on earth? Yes, my penance. You know, after we've been forgiven for our sins, there's the temporal punishment due to sin, okay? So we make satisfaction for our sins. Not only the penance that we're assigned at confession, that's that's important, but also, you know, there is a temporal punishment due to sin. There's these after effects of sin. There's harm. So we need purification. We need to be purified. That's what the word purgatory means, purgation. Mm-hmm. And that can begin here on earth. I mean, we can, by doing penance and and offering up our sufferings or et cetera, we can be purified. Now, if we're not totally purified, and I think this would be the majority of us, then that purification takes place after death in purgatory. I think we did a whole episode not too long ago on purgatory. If people want to check that out, mm-hmm. that's at spokestreet.com slash askbishop. You can find all the past episodes there. And there's actually a little search bar in the little player that you type in purgatory and it'll pull up the episodes that you talked about purgatory there. Our next question from Rekindle the Fire is, if Jesus said, if you don't eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of Man, you have no life within you. But he also said, if you believe in the Son of Man, you will have eternal life. Then, can you go to heaven if you are Protestant? What about if you are not Christian? Example, Hindu, Buddhist, etc. This would be a good topic for a whole episode, or at yeah. least a half of the episode, Kyle. But very briefly, when we take a sentence out of Scripture, um, you always have to see it in context, and there are other parts that... So you have to take 
of the Bible as a whole, right. which is what the Catholic Church does. That's really important. So, so something like this, you can take a sentence and then you can misinterpret it. So the church authentically interprets it because we look at the whole. Mm-hmm. In any event, just to answer the question, yes, Protestants can get to heaven and even non-Christians can get to heaven. Mm-hmm. This is very clearly taught by the church, especially in the Second Vatican Council and can check the catechism of the Catholic Church. But all salvation comes through Christ. That is a dogma of faith. Christ is the Savior of the world. So he is even the Savior for non-Christians. And how that works is a mystery, mm-hmm. a mystery of God's grace. But you can have someone who is Jewish or Hindu or Buddhist who are striving to live a good life, who are people of great love and compassion, and really they are opening themselves to God's grace, even though they may not even explicitly know about Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. or know very little about him. Of course, it's much better to become Christian because then one has the explicit teachings of Christ and has the grace of the sacraments, which really makes it easier to go to heaven. But it also carries with it quite a responsibility. So, like I said, we could go on and on about that. Yeah. We'll put a little bookmark on that one for a future episode. Uh, So these questions, again, came from Rekindle the Fire Men's Conference. If you want to hear the the live Q&A that Bishop did at that conference, you can find that by just searching for Truth and Charity in any podcast app. And that whole live session is available in the podcast also, if you want to go to next year's Rekindle Fire, I'll encourage people to mark their calendars. It's February 18th, 2023 in South Bend. Information about that at rekindlethefire.net. But mark it on your calendar. Men, you mark your calendar. Uh, women, you can mark your boyfriend or husband's calendar for them. Maybe February 18th, 2023 in South Bend. Think you'll be there? Yes. That? Okay. I hope. All right. Do you do live Q&As like that often, like at schools and stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. But I'll do it like in classrooms. They can ask me anything. Uh-huh. Not on the auditorium stage with the whole school. I've done it, that too. Yeah. I have done that in high schools. Yeah. Yep. It gets a little out of control uh, <laughs> and uh, it really delays them getting back to class. Uh-huh. So I haven't done it the last couple of years, but there were a few years where I did that. At Rekindle the Fire, you mentioned that if you don't know the answer to something, when somebody asks... You'll say, I'll get back to you and go do some research. How often does that happen? Every now and then. I would say not frequently. Uh But sometimes someone asks a question that's, you know, maybe I haven't really studied or even ever been asked before. Uh And I'll just be honest and say, listen, I I don't know. Can you think of a time that that happened to a topic that... Oh, my goodness. Isn't necessarily Well, I think some of the science faith questions, Uh but I've gotten to know more. But I'd say a few years ago when I'd get those questions, I really had to research because not so much on the theological side, but on the science side. Okay. Because I can't satisfactorily answer a question if I don't know the scientific side. So I think there was a learning curve there Uh for me, but I love reading these science religion questions and reading, you know, more. All right. Well, we are going to do a Lenten lightning round. I've got a bunch of Lenten themed questions for Bishop. Before I do, though, encourage you to call 260-436-9598. You can also text that number. Let us know that you'd like to make a donation and it could be a one-time donation, a monthly donation. And you can help us get towards our goal here for this share Help us to continue doing shows like this, as well as we have a whole list of, of shows that we would like to be able to do if we had the funds to do them someday. If you are curious to learn more, let me know. I'd be happy to share some of those ideas with you if you maybe you want to fund a specific show or an idea. You can also donate online, RedeemerRadio.com. Click Give Now. Also, we mentioned this t-shirt. If you donate $150, you get a t-shirt that says Share the Good. And one of the things that you can do is share shows. If something was like, man, that was really helpful for me. Like this woman who joined the church because of listening to, to Truth and Charity. You know, you hear something you're like, this is exactly what I needed. Share this with your friends. Or you hear something be like, oh, somebody else I know was struggling with this exact question or this issue. Share that with them. And just encouraging people to, to share the good. If you find something that's 
that's good. And we talk about the transcendentals, right? True, good, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. That things that meet that criteria, it's true, it's good, it's beautiful. Like to share that with others. I, I think there's so much negativity going around, so much anger and hostility that when we see things that are that are true, good, and beautiful, that we need to share those and that brings hope. And so definitely. definitely something we want to encourage people to do. Find a podcast that you like, that you enjoy. Share that with your friends. These share hours are all being streamed on Facebook and YouTube. You can take the link from that. You can share that with others and help them to, to learn about what's happening here at Redeemer Radio or what's happening at your parish or what's happening with these different ministries that we're trying to encourage people to, to support and shed a light on. Also, if you donate $500 or more, you can be a, a sponsor for a future episode of Truth and Charity. So again, that number is 260-436-9598 or RedeemerRadio.com. Click Give Now. And since we are in Lent, I thought maybe we could do just a, a quick kind of run through of, of different Lenten questions. So this is our Lenten lightning round. Are you ready, Bishop? How much time do I have if it's a lightning round? Uh, about 10 minutes. For each one? Well, what... <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I, not very lightning it, then. And no. not worried about how long it takes. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, but you yeah. want me to answer quickly. Well, that's the whole idea of being lightning, it's, right? Well, yeah, they're not, they're not like as deep. First thing that comes that to my mind. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Favorite Lenten practice. So we've got like prayer, fasting, stations of the cross, rice bowl. What? How about if I give you my least favorite? Okay. Fasting. <laughs> fasting. But it's important. Yeah. Do you like fasting? I'm beginning to appreciate it more, Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's really important, yeah. and I need it, and we need to do it. But it definitely not be my favorite thing, because right. I, I like food. Yeah. But too. no, my favorite, I would definitely say the prayer, and I love the Stations of the Cross. Okay. So, yeah. When you administer ashes, what does it look like? Is it the smudge? The, uh, is it a defined a cr- cross? Cross. Or? Yeah. Cross, but I'll have to tell you this Ash Wednesday, the ashes were so dry. Oh. I should have put more holy water on them, and it was hard to get them <laughs> to stick on the people's foreheads. So, <laughs> got to put more holy water on them. But okay. usually, it looks very much like a cross, except for this Ash Wednesday, since I was having a hard time. <laughs> it was more like a little smudge. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you ever tried the beer only fast? Are you familiar? Like not, some not monks will it. do like the whole. 40 days of Lent or what? Or Just drink beer? Yeah. I never heard of that. No, no, I've never done that. That would be really tough. I feel like it should be done under some kind of supervision. I don't know I mean, how you can't get the vitamins and minerals you need on just beer, can you? I, I don't know. It's and mostly it carbohydrate. Hearty, and hopefully low alcohol level. Oh, okay. Speaking of monks, pretzels have a penitential history of them making these during Lent. Have you ever tried Ben's pretzels? Yes. And a shout out to Brian Kreider. He's the owner. He gave me a bunch of gift cards that I could use for, for his pretzels. That's a few years ago. I ran out of the, the, the <laughs> gift, gift certificates, but I love pretzels. But let me tell you something about pretzels. Okay. I love soft pretzels. I uh-huh. love hard pretzels. As a matter of fact, I've fillings have been broken because of eating hard pretzels. Really? But they're much more popular in Pennsylvania. Okay. In Pennsylvania, you go in the supermarket, there's all kinds of pretzels and they have good ones. Really, I don't know, just really great pretzels. Uh Here in Indiana, there's very little choice. You know, it's just a few bags that you usually at the supermarkets. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of soft pretzels either. I mean, some places, but not like I would get back home. So, yeah. But Ben's pretzels are great. (laughs) Yeah. So, Brian, thanks. All right. Lent is a popular time for confession. How often are you able to sit in the confessional to hear confessions as bishop? It's definitely not nearly as much time as I did as a parish priest. Mm -hmm. And it really varies. I mean, some years I think I I have more invitations or time to hear confessions. Other times, because of my schedule going around with many, many commitments and confirmations and other events, there's not much time. So it really varies from year to year. I'm always open to hearing confessions, though, when there is an opportunity. And sometimes people will ask me, Bishop, would you hear my confession? Mm-hmm. I'm always open to doing that. Favorite fish? I love all seafood. You know what? I've, I'd say I never had walleye before I came oh, okay. uh, to Indiana. And I really love like almond crusted walleye. Yeah. And, 
different kinds of wild. I love shellfish too. I'd say probably, no, I love all kinds of seafood. I can't think of a seafood that I don't like. Uh-huh. Shrimp. Love shrimp. Yeah. Lobster. Uh-huh. Crabs. Um, <laughs> clams. Oysters. Uh-huh. All of it. I love to have pasta with clams or, yeah, and all kinds of fish. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think I like sardines. Okay. Or anchovy. What's an anchovy? Is that a... Yeah, it's, they're a, very salty. Yeah, but is that a seafood? I... You know, I've seen it on the the cracker. I don't know that I've ever it seen it swimming. Like it. I don't know. Looks like it. it. Looks like. I don't know. I'll have to do a Google search. <laughs> Most underrated liturgical event during Lent. We've got some special events like Chrism Mass, Holy Thursday, Palm Sunday. Do you have a what's what's the most underrated? Well, one of those is not during Lent. Which is that, Kyle? Was that is oh, Palm the, Sunday outside of Lent? No, no, that's in Lent. Oh, Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday, right, right, it, right. Remember? The, the Triduum. The Triduum. Lent ends with the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday evening. Okay. Then we enter into the Sacred Triduum. Right. But I would say, even though it's not part of Lent, that it is underrated. I am. I wish our churches were full at the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. I mean, to begin the Sacred Triduum, the night in which Jesus gave us the amazing gift of the Holy Eucharist, I really can't understand why our churches aren't standing room only on Holy Thursday. So I just, I think it's it's underrated. Okay. We should have Lent wreaths like Advent wreaths. Agree or disagree? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that, no, I mean, I, I don't really see a need. No. I think <laughs> Lent is a, a different season and I don't know that... It doesn't really seem to fit in my mind, okay. you know, the evergreen, et cetera. So it has more of a preparation for Christmas feel to it. Fair enough. All right. I'm going on a Lenten pilgrimage somewhere in this diocese. Where should I visit? Oh, there's a lot of good places. Wow. I mean, I think if it's a Lenten pilgrimage, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly the campus of Notre Dame is a great place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go and pray at the at the grotto. You can pray in the Basilica. I also encourage people to make pilgrimages to the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Fort Wayne. And the Stations of the Cross in our cathedral are beautiful. Yeah, I love to pray in front of those stations. Another place, if you're going on a retreat, Lindenwood is really beautiful in Donaldson okay. on the western side of our diocese, especially the chapel, the, the poor handmaid's chapel on Silla Domini, Handmaid of the Lord, Beautiful chapel, and most of the people of our diocese have never been there. Certainly, there are other places. I think we have our own, you know, right in the center of the diocese, the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's a, a really nice place to visit. They have a relic of of Saint Jose Sanchez del Rio. Where's that? In Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, okay. Yeah, on a side altar there. Okay. So, a lot of great places to pray, really, in our diocese. I think our family this Lent, one Friday, we're going to go up to St. John's, Indiana, where they have the life-size oh, yeah. station. That's probably in the Diocese of Gary. That's in the Diocese of Gary. Okay. I've never been there. I've wanted to go. I haven't either. I've heard heard good things. Um, you are in charge of changing the name of Lent. What do you call it? Oh, I would call it Quaresima. I would go back to the, to the Latin. Which comes from you know, 40? 40, yeah. Uh-huh. Quadragesima. I think Quaresima. I think I'm getting confused between Latin, Spanish, <laughs> Italian. Let me get this straight. Spanish is quaresma. Okay. Italian is quaresima. And Latin is quadragesima. Okay. So they all are based on the 40. Uh-huh. And I think that's a better name. It's like Easter. I would rather say Pascha. Okay. You know, get back to the Hebrew and the Greek root. I mean, the other languages, like, well, Latin is Pascha. Spanish is Pasqua. Italian is Pasquale, Pasqua, with a Q, Buona Pasqua. And, and we get this word Easter, which is really more a pagan origin. Hmm. And then it was Christianized, of course, because Pascha means Passover. So oh, we're okay. talking about the new Passover. Jesus is passing from death to life. So, yeah, it's interesting how in English we have these two words, Lent and Easter, and the Romance languages 
really have more religious connotation. Hmm. All right. Well, we are about out of time here, but one last call for people to call in and make their donation, 260-436-9598. This show comes out every week, but we only ask for money twice a year. So if you want to support shows like Truth and Charity and Redeemer Radio, keep it on the airwaves, as well as launching new shows and and all the work that we're doing with Spoke Street Media, 260-436-9598. We've got people ready to answer your call and take your pledge or your donation. You can also go to RedeemerRadio.com and click on Give Now, and you can donate there as well as share this link with other people. We've talked about Corporal Works of Mercy. Encourage people to go check out that seven-part series. You did a whole episode on each Corporal Work of Mercy. That as well as we're working on a topical library. We've got resources for men and and different episodes that are specifically for Lent. So people can go to Spokestreet.com slash men or Spokestreet.com slash Lent and get a specific playlist, just some episodes that are going to help you be a better man or encourage you during Lent. So you can check that out. We want to thank Nick Harris for being this hour's pledge captain again this year. So thank you, Nick, for your help. And Bishop, I want to thank you for your support that you've given your time so generously for Redeemer Radio and for listeners and for all of the the help that you've given us and all the wisdom that you've given us. So thank you. You're welcome, Kyle. Thank you for being a great moderator and yeah, I look forward to continuing with Truth and Charity. And and thank you all who support Redeemer Radio and all those who are going to give a pledge during this hour or have given a pledge. Thank you so much. All right. Can we get your Episcopal blessing before we go? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. And thank you to all that have listened and joined us for this hour. We have the Holy Family and St. John the Baptist South Bend coming up for the next hour. And you can find the full schedule at RedeemerRadio.com with Facebook and YouTube links. You're listening to the Spring share on Redeemer Radio. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.